millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. Naturalhempoil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. Visit naturalhempoil.com. That's naturalhempoil.com. When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new ebooks titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. 
www.fighterflare.com. Order now. Something wicked is coming this way, and only fools are ignoring the signs. So it's time you became a financial prepper like thousands of others. Gold can travel anywhere. It's international. It's its own currency. Allocate to gold now, the timeless safe haven asset. Open an IRA with noble gold investments to physically hold coins and bars and let real, tangible gold, not just paper, save your portfolio as the economy burns again. Right now, Noble Gold Investments offers a free 3-ounce silver American virtue coin with every qualified IRA. Just use the promo code code GOLD to claim your free coin and secure your family's financial future. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. noblegoldinvestments.com This performance may not be indicative of future results. Investing in precious metals, including gold, involves risks. Consult with your tax attorney or financial professional before making an investment decision. So this is my second attempt to record this video, and by the way, it's not because I had a change of heart, it's not because I discovered new information, it's not because I've struggled with this topic, it is due to the fact that I had a technical difficulty, but for some reason, YouTube videos are more dramatic when you say how many attempts at filming the video there actually were, but it was just a technical difficulty, so I'm reshooting my thoughts, I'm gonna try to be a little bit quicker, because I had well over an hour of footage in my previous attempt, all of it unusable, so let's get into the main story, the reason why you're here, which is Steven Crowder versus The Daily Wire. Now, to be clear, I'm going to take a side. To be clear, I'm going to tell you who is objectively more in the wrong. However, I do want to point out that good, decent, kind people can disagree on this. Good, decent, kind people can be friends with either or both parties, and that can skew their perspective. So I don't want you to take the objective facts that I lay out, the flawless arguments, the 10,000 IQ take that I'm going to present to you, and use that to attack other creators, because I have friends in this space that I think are on the wrong side of this issue, but I don't begrudge them because I understand how they're getting their information, what their connection is to one or two of the parties, and why that would skew their opinion. So I'm going to give you what I think is the correct take on this, the correct analysis. I'm going to tell you that nobody's 100% in the right or 100% in the wrong, but it's definitely not 50-50. It's not even 75-25. I would say it's about 90-10 who's in the right. So if you're ready for that, I hope you listen to this whole video before you leave me an angry comment, but I understand you gotta vent your rage, you gotta simp for your team, so I won't even have that much heartbreak for you guys out there in the audience that are already pissed off. Also, I'm gonna try to section this video off so you can go to each individual part so you can get my take on each individual part. So, yeah, do that thing on YouTube where you go to the sections. Backstory. Crowder became a free agent. He was available on the market. As you guys are, I am sure, aware of, Steven Crowder is the largest conservative content creator, primarily based on YouTube. Six million YouTube subscribers, very successful show, has a team of about 20 people and he does all of that to combine to create segments sketches and all this stuff thus making him quite the valuable commodity when you're the largest person in your position on the market as a free agent that means you're going to command a ton of money so steven crowder's a free agent obviously he was going to be fielding offers from a bunch of people he was leaving the blaze and the daily wire seemed like one of the few suitors that were capable of financially affording steven crowder not to mention the fact he's good friends with ben shapiro or at least was before all this and apparently he was 
is even better friends with Jeremy Boring, or at least was, before all of this. So Steven Crowder gets a call from Jeremy Boring before they start negotiating the contract, by the way. And Jeremy Boring tells him that they're interested, and Steven Crowder suggests that he go through his agent because he's taking all the offers through his agent. Now, I have no problem with Crowder doing this. This sends the signal that you are looking to make a business deal, so you go through the agent because this is about the business. Now, in my opinion, that's what that signals. However, people will argue later on that the Daily Wire betrayed the friendship, even though Crowder was taking all the offers through his agent. So, on October 5th, or thereabouts, I'm not exactly precisely sure about the timeline, although this seems to be what is agreed on, Crowder is sent what is known as an offer sheet, which is like the preliminary parameters of of a contract, and that offer sheet contains a dollar amount. The dollar amount, which we're going to spend a reasonable amount of time on, is $50 million. Now, this is not $50 million in salary. It's not for one year. It's $50 million over four years, which adds up to about $12.5 million a year. And this is meant to cover not only Crowder's salary, but the production costs. So it's not $12.5 million a year in salary. If Crowder, I don't know, spends $4.5 million on production and paying his crew and all that, then it's $8 million. You know, whatever you think Crowder spends on production gets deducted from this. But there's also terms attached to the contract. Now, these are proposed terms, and they have been presented as the generic proposed terms that get sent out in all the initial offers to all the creators. And this is what Crowder focused on in his video, and thus has ginned up a lot of controversy. Now, We're going to get into Crowder's original video right here, but I do want to point out that there are two key things that you need to take away and know about before you watch Crowder's video, and they're not in Crowder's video. And that is, first and foremost, he never talks about the fee, which is what they call the compensation in the contract, and he only shows you select excerpts of the contract, which would be fine if that was to shield the identity of the Daily Wire, which, by the way, he did not name, but I'm going to tell you why that doesn't matter in a little bit. But he actually doesn't show you this and give you the proper context. And at key points during his video, he just says things that are outright not true. Now, I could attribute that to a mistake or misunderstanding, if not for the stuff that we learned about further on. This is ownership of you and everything that you do. But here's just to drive it home. Don't sign something that has another $100,000 daily penalty if it's not signed off on. Beforehand, you get a sick, you get hit by a car, you have a sick day, you can lose a hundred thousand dollars a day. So this is one of those just downright not true statements from Steven Crowder, where he says if he's going to get a sick day, then he's going to be penalized for that sick day at the tune of a hundred thousand dollars. The contract does not say that. In fact, the very next paragraph has a disability or an unable to do a show clause. And what it says there is that Crowder would only be deducted the prorated rate for a show not delivered. If he fails for any reason to deliver 192 episodes of The Daily Show, or if he fails to include the ads that we agreed to or the promotions that we agreed to in those episodes, then we'll give a $100,000 reduction uh, every time. Steven said that this is unfair, that he that if he had a sick day or got in a car wreck, we'd dock him $100,000. But uh, I think that's just totally ina- inaccurate for two reasons. One, uh, presumably if he was sick this Tuesday, he could just shoot an episode next Friday and you'd be completely even. He's got an awful lot of extra time in the year to shoot these additional, uh, to shoot any episodes to make up. And second of all, it's actually contemplated a little bit later uh, what happens if there's a disability. In fact, we'll just skip right to it. It's, it's item E. 
In the event of temporary disability or serious illness that prevents Crowder from performing, the fee will be reduced on a pro rata basis, not subject to the fee reduction mentioned above. The $100,000 penalty is for shows that Crowder could have done, but did not do. And considering the contract only required him to work four days a week, he could have pre-recorded episodes in order to meet the number that was presented, which, by the way, is pretty high. It's around 192 episodes. Crowder says that's more episodes than he has ever done in a single year. So that's a lot of work. But yeah, he could have pre-recorded them. He was only supposed to work four days a week. And it's only if he chooses not to deliver based on the terms of the contract, then he gets the penalty. If not, it's a prorated rate if he's unable to do that. So that's something that Crowder is just wrong about. You can attribute it to him being wrong or to him lying. But the thing is, is that this whole segment where he talks about the fines that would be deducted from his pay is kind of misleading because he never tells you what the compensation offer is. So if you see the number $100,000 being yanked away from Crowder, you might think that's a lot of money. You know why? Because to everyday normal people, that's a lot of money. But in comparison to $50 million, it's not that much money. So you end up in a situation where Crowder is not giving you complete information, which obviously makes him seem more like the victim. So all of his errors or missteps or whatever are all made the one way in order to benefit him. Now, I'm going to get into some of the issues that I have with the Daily Wire's contract, what they sent over to Crowder in a moment. But I do want to point out that I think a huge component of it, even though people are saying that it isn't, is the compensation. That is what is at issue here. And a lot of people hear the $50 million number and think, wow, that's a lot of money because A, that's a lot of money. And they think that Crowder should have just taken it because he's lucky to get that much money. It's so much more money than he's actually worth. And this is totally not true. One of the reasons why I think Crowder is upset about the money is because when you crunch the numbers on this contract, you would be upset about the money. So one of the issues that Crowder had is the number of episodes. He says the 192 is too many. And he also said that he had an issue with the ad reads. By the way, one of the reasons why people knew it was the Daily Wire is because he said it required about four ad reads per episode. If Crowder fails to deliver monthly content uh, in any month or any of the quarterly content in the corner, including any and all ad reads, and by the way, all these contracts came with three, four, five ad reads per show, which would fundamentally change what this show is. If, let's say, uh, we did do everything per quarter, but annually maybe missed something, like let's say we went and did a Change My Mind instead of a daily show, which of course requires a lot more work, it'd be a separate $1 million penalty for that if you miss a single piece of content. And the amount of content required is not in line with, frankly, it's worse than Disney, it's worse than ABC, it's worse than NBC, it's worse than CBS. Now, for those of you who said it could have just as easily been Fox, remember their hosts don't do the ad reads, it just cuts to commercial, but the Daily Wire, very specifically in their hour-long podcast, does those four ad breaks and people make fun of them they meme them and all that so that's another reason why i say crowder kind of pointed the finger at the daily wire without actually naming them but the thing is those ad reads really pay and if you're at crowder's level it would not be crazy to assume that he could get maybe twenty five thousand per ad read and if we take crowder at his word that he didn't want to do four ad reads and he actually negotiated the contract i think it wouldn't be crazy for Steven Crowder to do two ad reads instead, work that deal out and all that. So that's $50,000 per episode that Crowder would make just in ad revenue. On top of that, we have the 192 number, but Crowder says that's too many shows and all that. Well, here's the thing. Let's say Crowder did 180 episodes because this will make the math much more simple for us to talk about it. 
That would be $9 million right then and there. Now, Crowder is getting $12.5 million, not only as his salary, as we previously discussed per year, but on top of that, he's supposed to pay for the production costs. So Crowder's salary could already be equivocated after you do the deductions for production, assuming Crowder has outrageous production costs, and he would be there right then on the $9 million. That being said, there's also the issue of subscription revenue. Now, Steven Crowder claimed, according to Jeremy Boring, that he could produce 350,000 subscribers at $10 a month. Steven likes to say, I'm only on the air because of Mug Club. But Steven couldn't tell me how many subscribers he had. I said, how many subscribers do you have at the place? He he said, I don't know. They don't tell me. And and I'm sure that's true. He said, but I'm confident. I guarantee it'll be 350,000 on day one with no marketing. To be clear, this is not true. This is ridiculous. There's no evidence for it. Crowder did not get the Mug Club numbers through the blaze. Apparently, when you did that, they didn't separate it out, so they couldn't give him that information. So this number doesn't really exist, and it's super unlikely. But Crowder doesn't need to generate that much money through his subscription service, which, by the way, 350,000 subscribers at 10 bucks a month for a full year would be $42 million a year, which is way more, combining that with just the ad reads, the conservative estimate that I gave you, than Crowder's entire contract in one year. But let's say Crowder gets 1% to 2% of his YouTube subscribers, which, by the way, is pretty high in what you can expect to support him financially. If it's 1%, 10 bucks a month, that's 60,000 subscribers, then we're at $7.2 million. So already... That is more money than Crowder would be getting compensated, plus the production is included in that compensation per year by the Daily Wire. But let's say Crowder is incredibly adept at monetizing his audience through a subscription model. Instead of 1% of his audience, he can pull 2%, 120,000 paid subscribers monthly at 10 bucks a month. Well, that's $14.4 million, meaning that his subscription revenue would already be over not only his salary, but his total operating budget from the Daily Wire. You add that in with the conservative estimate for ad reads, if he's only doing two and doing less shows, and then you end up with $23.4 million. So for me, saying Crowder should ask for more money or saying that Crowder is upset about the money and that's why he counteroffered is not me saying Crowder is greedy. This is me pointing out that logically... Steven Crowder should have asked for more money. His offer is comparatively a low bar. Remember, the Daily Wire gets to keep all of the subscription revenue. The Daily Wire gets to keep all of the ads that they sell. They're paying Crowder money in exchange for the rights to license his content and profit off of it in all these different ways. By the way, licensing is another thing that is also crucial. So Steven Crowder talked about how they would own his social medias, they would own his content and all that. And that's really not true. Don't sign this. Certainly not without professional legal counsel representation. Do not sign something that includes, you know, let me go through this. Effectively, uh, full ownership of all your social media uh, platforms, channels, in perpetuity, the rights to your content name, image, likeness, um, even the ones that you've built. See, his back catalog would be licensed by the Daily Wire, but as pointed out by Jeremy Boring... All of that would be returned to Crowder along with his social media accounts that the Daily Wire did not create at the end of his contractual term. Social media management, this one was very something that Steven seemed particularly aggravated by in his video, although I I don't understand why. Uh, It says DW will have the exclusive right to manage, curate, and monetize his official Facebook, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Snapchat, Rumble, and other social media accounts, excluding his existing personal Twitter and Instagram accounts. So why why would we... some but not exclude others. Well, 
we're saying that during the term, we have, of course, he puts his podcast on Apple Podcast. We're the ones monetizing the Apple Podcast. So this is just making clear that, yes, if yes, we're selling ads in his podcast, the podcast goes out on Apple, Apple Podcast, that revenue comes back to us. Uh, we, we put something up on Facebook, uh, same thing. We bring in ad revenue off that Facebook piece of content. But we're going to own that during the term. Obviously, at the end of the term, he's going to get his official Facebook account back. He's going to get his official YouTube account back. He's going to get his official Apple Podcast uh, channel back. But during the term, again, all those people behind us, we've got experts in every one of these platforms, how to optimize it, how to make sure that you're getting the most out of it. Uh, and we'll manage that and we'll collect the revenue. But not as Twitter and Instagram because those are very personal channels. You can't manage someone's Twitter. However, the content that he produces for the Daily Wire would be licensed by them in perpetuity. So Crowder would get his content that he produced before back, he would keep his YouTube channel, he would keep his social media, and by the way, the Daily Wire doesn't want access to his Instagram or his Twitter, so that would be his throughout without their interference. And yeah, it's just not true that they would just take everything forever. They would take the content that they paid for over the term of the contract. It also says that we will have the perpetual and exclusive right to create, own, manage, curate, and monetize any and all social media accounts uh, that we create based on Crowder's content or shows. What is, what's that about? Well, Crowder already has enormous social channels. He's got like 6 million YouTube followers or something. I mean, he's one of the biggest voices uh, in the movement. But what happens if we create a documentary like What is a Woman? Well, sure, you've got you know, Matt's Facebook and Matt's uh, YouTube that are promoting What is a Woman. But we may also want to build a Twitter account you know, that is at What is a Woman or uh, a YouTube account that's just for clips from What is a Woman. Well, that doesn't that wouldn't belong to Matt. That would belong to us because what is a woman belongs to us. And that's what this was meant uh, to say that all of the stuff that Crowder brings over, that's his ladder with Crowder and all you know, his ladder with Crowder accounts, all of that. Well, that's his. We're going to manage it for him during the term. We're going to monetize it during the term. At the end of the term, all of that's going to go back to him. He said that was not what it says in, in his video uh, that he released, but you can read right here. That's exactly he gets all of it's only during the term that we control that. But the things that we make based on the content that we make, well, that belongs to us because the content belongs to us. And so those channels have to belong to us. Don't sign this. Certainly not without professional legal counsel representation. Do not sign something that includes, you know, let me go through this. Effectively, uh, full ownership of all your social media uh, platforms, channels, in perpetuity, the rights to your content name, image, likeness, um, even the ones that you've built. Now, quick question for those of you who are 100% in the tank for Steven Crowder. Am I supposed to ignore that this is false? Am I supposed to say, well, this doesn't matter because the Daily Wire is a corporation and Steven Crowder is a person, therefore I'm not on the side of the corporation? If I did that, I would be lying to you. If I ignored the fact that Crowder said that they would get control over his social medias in perpetuity, even the ones that he built, that would be me being dishonest. Do I need to do that for Steven Crowder? I think not. I think that's ridiculous. I think that's absurd. So Crowder should have asked for more money. The reason why I say Crowder wanted more money is because it makes financial sense for him to want more money, not because I'm saying Crowder is greedy. And this narrative that $50 million, because it sounds like a big number over the course of four years, is adequate compensation for Crowder is just not supported by the facts. And again, we haven't even gotten into the other forms of monetization that Crowder would get. And by the way, this is my first issue with the Daily Wire in that when they offered him terms... They knew that they were offering him, it's a big number, but over the course of four years, a lowball offer comparatively to what a rudimentary calculation of what Crowder could produce for the company actually was. It's an offer that would have been negotiated. I would have paid him more. 
the fees would have been lower. Fee would have gone up. Uh, penalties would have gone lower. Number of workdays probably would have shrank. He would have done a little bit less content. And we would have inched our way like this, either to a deal or not to a deal. Uh, that's not how Stephen chose to operate. And by the way, this is something that Jeremy Boring admitted to doing. He expected Crowder to counter and then them to negotiate. If you listen to Candace Owens on Tim Pool's podcast, apparently they negotiated their deal over the course of five months. If you listen to Lauren Chen, friend of the channel, stream on this, she had this situation happen and rather than go into the negotiations, she just walked away and then apparently Jeremy Boring was upset that she didn't want to engage in the negotiations. The Daily Wire, they made me an offer that was significantly less money than I was making at the time to work for them. And basically, you know, they would control my YouTube, social media, you name it. And uh, at the time, the offer was so much lower and more restrictive than what I was doing. I just flat out said, thanks, but no thanks. Like, I, you know, uh, not interested, support you guys in what you do, but, uh, you know, that's not going to work with for me. And I remember, I think I sent that in an email because uh, they had sent a, a number through email. And after that, I got a call from Jeremy Boring, who essentially um, was kind of upset with me that I wasn't willing to play ball and negotiate with them. Um, he even said something to the effect of, you know, as someone who's older than you, let me give you some advice, pro tip on how to do business. You know, it's always a good idea to negotiate. You should, you know, never just turn down a first offer. So I can understand why Steven Crowder would be upset by what he considers to be a lowball opening offer. But yeah, that's a standard business practice and not everybody's ready to negotiate. And I think that the Daily Wire could have upped the offer a little bit better. But more importantly, I think that they could have individualized the terms to Steven Crowder because he's such a high end talent in terms of this marketplace. And it seems like they just gave him the generic offer sheet in terms of what they dock you for in terms of social media companies. Now, Crowder reads this as follows, and he said it in his video, which is a conservative news organization enforcing the censorship terms of big tech because there are penalties in this contract for you to get banned or demonetized off of big tech. Now, I do want to address one thing before I get into each and every one of these terms, and that is the people that are putting out that all the penalties add up to 110% of what the contract is worth. Therefore, Crowder would end up paying the Daily Wire $5 million if he got banned off of everything. Well, this is ridiculous and absurd for a couple of reasons. First and foremost, some of these are penalties for being demonetized on platforms, and some of these are penalties for being banned off of the same platforms. If you get banned, you're not also paying the penalty for the demonetization. When you remove that, you realize that no, this is not 110% of the compensation. That's ridiculous. That's absurd. So let's just get that part out of there, dismiss it in the nonsensical way that it actually is, and move on to the second thing. And this is the idea that Crowder would lose money if he was banned by the social media companies, and this is, in effect, enforcing the censorship of big tech. And then if you get a, then if you get a strike, meaning a suspension, another 20% reduction. And then another 20% of it happens on Apple. And then another 10% of it happens on Facebook. And then another 10% of it happens on Spotify. Imagine you're deplatformed, as we've seen in the past, where all of the major entities decide to remove you in one day. Rather than having a conservative alternative, you would now be down to 5 to 15% of the revenue of your contract. Think about, think about this for a second. Those in charge, the big conservative, the big con, 
And it really is the biggest con going right now. They're making it known in their contracts that they will enforce the guidelines of big tech and punish conservatives on their behalf. Don't, don't, hey, don't, don't worry, Wojcicki. These, trust me, these conservatives will stay in line. If they get demonetized, we take away 25% of their operating budget. Take another 20% away if they get a hard strike. Hey, don't worry, Zuckerberg. We've got your back. Hope to see you at the UFC Apex. Now, you can look at the terms for yourself. You can watch Jeremy Boring's whole video. But the way that this essentially works is that you get this percentage of your income taken away if you get banned off of YouTube, off of Facebook, off of whatever. Each individual platform has its own percentage if you were to get banned. And this seems like... It's not good. It doesn't look good. And Crowder was able to frame this quite successfully in his original video as doing the bidding of big tech. But here's the thing. From a business point of view, what the Daily Wire is actually trying to do is protect their investment. And when you look at the breakdown of what each individual ban is worth, you realize that they're actually taking on more risk than Crowder is giving them credit for. Because right now, Steven Crowder's base is YouTube. His 6 million YouTube subscribers is what gets him the most value. And if he gets banned off of YouTube, he loses his growth opportunity because the way he funnels people into Mug Club is through YouTube, which is his biggest platform and his biggest megaphone. And right now, today, Steven Crowder bears 100% of the risk of being banned off of YouTube as that is his primary source of engaging with his audience. And thus, even though his channel is not monetized, the key to his income. But under the Daily Wire contract, he would only be penalized 20% of his income, meaning that the Daily Wire is taking on 80% of the risk and thus mitigating it for Crowder. Now, you can call this capitulation to big tech censorship, but I think a good case was made by Jeremy Boring that Steven Crowder already does segments on his channel where the segment is going to get him banned off of YouTube, so he redirects you behind the paywall, which is what the Daily Wire wanted to do with Crowder, what they wanted to continue. And in fact, Jeremy Boring said that this was inspired in part by Steven Crowder. If you're going to say something that will get you banned off of YouTube, don't say it on YouTube. Tell them that you would get banned if you said it and redirect them to the paywall, to the mug club. But in this case, it would be Daily Wire subscriptions. So I actually think when you break down this part of the contract logically, it's actually quite beneficial to Steven Crowder. That being said, there is an issue in this portion of the contract that I also can understand would be frustrating to Steven. And that is the fact that there's a penalty in there for demonetization. Now, Steven Crowder is already demonetized. So if they were to proceed, if they were to negotiate... Obviously, this portion of the contract would be removed. Steven Crowder is not an idiot. If you think he would sign a contract that would automatically penalize and deduct from the salary that he agreed to, then you are assuming that Steven Crowder is an idiot. I don't assume that. So obviously, this would have been negotiated out. Let me go on. Specifically, YouTube demonetization. If any of the major platforms issues a content strike such that Crowder cannot be monetized on such platform... And the company is not able to resolve the issue within 90 days. The fee will be reduced by 25% moving forward. Now, I thought this was a mistake because, you know, these people maybe didn't know who I am, that we've been demonetized for three years. No, it was made very clear to me in no uncertain terms. This is what's sent out to everybody. But the thing is, Steven Crowder is a premium talent. And obviously, if this has a demonetization on YouTube portion in it, this is a generic piece of the document that is not tailored to that premium talent. And when you're a premium talent and you get a non-premium talent kind of treatment, 
that can tend to bother you. Now, Candace Owens talks about how this portion about demonetization on Facebook was also in her contract, and she was also already demonetized off of Facebook. I got the same stuff that made no sense. You'd say, just like you said, this makes no sense because I'm already demonetized from YouTube. That was my circumstance for Facebook. I was all, they had a thing about demonetization. Millions of people every day are reaping the health benefits of using cannabis oil, also known as CBD. This new product derived from hemp has fascinated doctors and scientists around the world for its powerful effects on the human body. If you are in need of alternative methods for health empowerment, please visit www.naturalhempoil.com. That's www.naturalhempoil.com. CBD is now legal in over 40 states, and our products are non-psychoactive and contain less than 0.3% THC levels. We also offer products for household pets. NaturalHempOil.com does not claim to treat cancer, PTSD, epilepsy, anxiety, insomnia, joint pain, eczema, or any chronic condition that you may have been diagnosed with. Please consult with a doctor before you take CBD. Results may vary, so give our natural CBD a try at www.NaturalHempOil.com. That's www.NaturalHempOil.com. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. That's why tens of thousands are using this amazing little device from SavePowerBills.com. It's a small but smart gadget that stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your electronics. Just plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Order now to get 65% off plus many free bonuses before they sell out by going to SavePowerBills.com. That's SavePowerBills.com. Order now. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com fighterflare.com Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Between mass shootings, homicides, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjacking, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight includes an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass-breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope and wire cutter, siren, high and low LED lighting mode, and much more. Simply place your order now to get 66% off along with many other free bonuses before they sell out by going to www.fighterflare.com. Order now at www.fighterflare.com. Flair.com. My lawyer went back and said, Cash is already demonetized on Facebook. And they went, oh, that's right. Strike it from the clause. 
The Daily Wire should have known that and taken that part out in advance as a show of good faith to Candace Owens because it shows you a little bit of personalization. And you could tell that Steven Crowder, and Lauren Chen said this in her stream, takes a lot of these business deals really personally. So when you do something this generic, that's not personal and that's going to negatively impact your talent. Even though I think in terms of the contract, Steven Crowder is largely wrong in terms of the people skills. I think the Daily Wire totally botched it by giving this very generic portion of the offer sheet. Now, Boring says we would have negotiated blah, blah, blah. And all of that is definitely true. That's what Candace Owens did over the course of five months and all that. That's the thing that Lauren Chen didn't want to do. And apparently Jeremy Boring called her and said, hey, you should have counteroffered or whatever. But the thing is, not everybody's super interested in negotiating. And you can put things in a contract up front that look really bad or are really annoying that make somebody not want to negotiate. It's a bad way to get talent. I mean, think about it. How many companies that are out there, and probably this includes the Daily Wire, would not interview somebody, not call somebody in if they just sent in their resume without a personalized cover letter explaining why they wanted the job. This is the equivalent of that. It's not something that's necessarily morally wrong or anything like that, but you understand Steven Crowder, who's like, hey, I'm at a certain level, treat me like that, why he would be bothered by that. But fundamentally, the argument that this is the equivalent of capitulating to big tech censorship I just don't agree with that. And the reason why is A, they're mitigating risk for Crowder. YouTube's his most valuable platform. They're only going to dock him 20% if he doesn't negotiate that down during the course of negotiations, if he were to sign on to it as is, which he definitely wouldn't. And fundamentally, the reason you're interested in signing Steven Crowder, the YouTuber, the most successful conservative on YouTube, is because he's on YouTube. So it makes sense that you would want to incentivize him to keep his channel on YouTube. Now, there's another portion of it that Steven Crowder brought up, which is the advertiser boycott portion of it. And it basically says they'll reduce your fee if boycotts happen with your advertisers and they pull your sponsors. Correct. Let's start with the demonetization. If blank is boycotted or dropped by more than 50% of uh, the advertising partners, the company is not able to replace them within 90 days, the fee will be reduced by 25%. Uh, that's a sponsorship boycott. So that's saying, hey, 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 liberals, boycotts work. They work on our guys. We'll punish them for you. Now, this is considered by Crowder to be an endorsement or at least an acknowledgement that leftist boycott tactics actually work. And on its surface, it looks pretty bad. But when you read the terms, you realize that they would have to boycott or the boycott would have to get 50 plus percent of your sponsors to pull away from your show for 90 days for this to kick in. And considering that the Daily Wire makes the majority of its money, we already broke down how crucial that sponsor money is with those conservative estimates. If Crowder was only doing half the ads that the Daily Wire initially wanted him to do. The fact of the matter is, when you look at this portion of the contract, you look at the 90-day window, you look at the fact that the onus is on the Daily Wire to replace that revenue, replace those sponsors, you realize that the incentive structure is actually aligning the content creator and the company because the Daily Wire doesn't want to dock you the percentage of the fee 
in comparison to what they're getting from the advertisers because the advertisers are actually a higher percentage of the income. So in reality, the Daily Wire is going to be incentivized to go out and pick up those sponsorships. So this really isn't an issue of the company siding with the boycott or anything like that. The incentives are aligned for both of them to work towards getting ads on the videos so that they can make money. It's just a hedge against a disastrous scenario by a company that's obviously in the business of making money. Now, do I begrudge Steven Crowder for not liking this portion of the deal? Absolutely not. Steven Crowder, in my opinion, wants to be paid more similar to a baseball player, and the Daily Wire wants to pay him more like he's an NFL player. And the difference is, a baseball player, all the money's guaranteed. There's basically nothing you can do once you sign the contract to deduct pay from a baseball player. NFL contracts are far more incentive-laden, so the Daily Wire wants to structure it like that. If I'm Steven Crowder, I have every incentive, and based on the fact that I'm able to build myself up into this big platform, I've earned the right to go for as much secured money as I possibly can. But you have to understand that the Daily Wire is going to have competing interests as the business against that. So let's recap where we are right now. I think despite what people are saying, money is the primary issue right now in this moment. And it should be. The Daily Wire offered him a big number, $50 million. But when you compare that to what Crowder can produce through just two revenue sources within reason, it's actually not that big of a number. And it's not that great of an offer, even though the Daily Wire and Jeremy Bourne specifically said they were probably willing to go up more towards 75 million crowder remember at this point in time during the negotiations actually reportedly counteroffered at a rate of about 30 million per year with none of the restrictions and the reason the negotiation fell apart is because crowder refused to redline the term sheet that was sent over to him and demanded that the daily wire just draw up new terms that's not how the daily wire does business so then the deal fell through but money is the primary issue when When you talk about the penalties, the penalties are financial penalties. When you talk about the capitulation, the capitulation is capitulation in that it is financial capitulation or financial punishment of the creator allegedly to capitulate to big tech. So money's the primary issue right here. Now, the negotiations fall apart, and then on December 12th, 2022, Steven Crowder registers StopBigCon.com, the domain. You can look it up for yourself. It's all out there in the public. Then, a month later, in January, I think it was January 9th, January 7th, don't quote me on that. I could be wrong on either date. He calls Jeremy Boring. Now, this is where Crowder totally loses me, because while I actually understand him fighting for the money and all that stuff, because to a certain extent, even though I don't know if he's worth that full $30 million, he is worth more than they were offering. Apparently, this phone call was done under the guise of how is your Christmas, how's your kids, and a very personal conversation. However, Steven Crowder secretly was recording this conversation. So, Crowder comes off, in my opinion, as super sanctimonious, trying to bait Jeremy Boring in order to say something awkward so that he can play it on his show. And Crowder did play portions selected from this conversation that he recorded secretly on his show. And when I heard the clip and I heard what Boring said, this thing that was supposed to be so bad, I realized that Crowder has nothing on these guys because what Jeremy Boring said is infinitely defensible. There was nothing wrong with it. He was using crass, candid language. But remember, he thought he was talking to his friend of 10 years, not being set up by Steven Crowder, the guy who's trying to profit off of this whole situation and stirring up this whole controversy.
they don't get deals that they can be wage slaves for a little bit, come over and make a salary and grow their brand. They can be wage slaves for a little bit. They can be wage slaves for a little bit. So what Crowder wants you to take away from this portion of the conversation is that Jeremy Boring said wage slave, wage slave. And now Crowder's trying to frame this as, oh, he's not trying to talk about the business. He's trying to talk about the country. He's not trying to talk about him. He's trying to talk about the kids up and coming. So then he plays that in contrast to Boring saying wage slave. And wow, isn't Jeremy Boring such a bad guy? But the thing is, if you listen to everything that Jeremy said right there, it's 100% reasonable, and it's actually a good deal for an up-and-coming creator. Talent, young talent, they don't get deals like this. So they, get, they don't get deals they, they, that... They can be wage slaves for a little bit, come over and make a salary and grow their brand. That you then own? Well, I own parts of it. I don't own it. They can, when their contract's up, they can still go out and they'll still be famous. They can keep doing their shows, so go do a show somewhere else. They'll be in a far, far, far better place. You help to make them. No, no, not long at this contract. This contract owns it in perpetuity even after the contract. You're paying a lease but getting ownership. That's what this contract is. On, on the content that we paid to produce, yeah. If you get signed with the Daily Wire, let's say you're me in my first full year of YouTube where you're only making $4,000 for the whole year in Google AdSense money, not enough to live off of, and you get plucked out of obscurity by the Daily Wire – and they decide that they're going to pay you 150 grand over the course of four years. Now, during that time, the Daily Wire is going to run advertisements on you. They're going to market the hell out of you and try to make your brand a million dollar brand so that they could profit many more times than what they're paying you during the course of you getting that 150K. And by the way, a lot of people get pissed off when the difference between their salary and what they become working for this company, what their brand becomes, gets so out of line. This is why you have the Tommy Laren meltdown. This is why you have the Call Me Daddy podcast thing meltdown and all that, because occasionally somebody blows up and they feel like they're undercompensated, not remembering that they were making no money before and all the marketing and all the production, and all the things that the company does behind the scenes. Also not acknowledging the fact, and Boring said it right there, that once they make you famous, you don't become unfamous when your contract expires. You become a free agent and then you go sign a deal and make a bunch of money and they lose out on the talent. And by the way, in the specific case of Brett Cooper, who's the only new young talented person, this 100% applies. Nobody knew who this girl was. Then all of a sudden, the Daily Wire started advertising her on Facebook and on YouTube, and all of a sudden, she's everywhere. And by the way, she got so big so fast that the Daily Wire, in an effort to not alienate her so they don't end up with the Tommy Laren situation, actually renegotiated her contract at a higher pay because they want to keep her happy so that they can retain her after that contract expires. So the Daily Wire actually has a great track record in building up young talent, and the fact that they call them wage slaves in a private candidate conversation between friends doesn't undercut the fact that everything jeremy said was true just to be clear the entire call transcript has been sent to others to verify without hopefully having to release the whole thing um and i'll be on uh, tim pool show i believe on monday to talk about it but let's be clear crowder's tape and the excerpts that he cut out from it is nothing. It doesn't prove that Jeremy Boring is a bad guy. In fact, it proves that Steven Crowder's a bad guy, and he doesn't even trust the people in his inner circle because he said during the course of the video that he gave the transcripts to trusted third parties to verify that he's not taking the conversation out of context. Well, who made the transcript, Steven? 
you did and your team. You have to give the audio tape in its full context so we can hear it. The reason you're not doing that is you're looking for the juiciest clips. And guess what? None of these clips are juicy. None of these clips are compelling. Jeremy Boring's not the best explainer of what he means, but if you know anything about how the industry works or the arrangement that you make when you get plucked out of obscurity like a Brett Cooper, then you know that he's not even offering a bad deal. And by the way, Steven Crowder talks a lot about how he's for the kids, he's for the next generations, the up-and-comers. He doesn't want to pull up the ladder and all that. They keep talking about money. I'm talking about a country. I'm talking about a movement. I'm talking about making a difference. It's not about the money. And Jeremy and the Daily Wire know that. What kind of a headspace would you have to be in to walk away full stop from $50 million? Let me ask you even further... What would it take for you to be willing to walk away from at least $50 million because of it causing harm to someone else that doesn't even affect you? But the next kid. I've talked about this. You know, you have it in comedy. I don't, I'm never going to be the guy who pulls the ladder up after me. What motivates me is not money. Of course, everyone here likes nice things. They want to make a living. You've heard me say this many times. I want to pass the torch. I want there to be someone else to do this. It can't happen. If this is how our movement is structured, where's the Steven Crowder tree? Where are the people who did well working under Steven Crowder? Because I know that not gay Jared, somebody who's being brought up a lot, used to be right there with him. In fact, they were so close and he was so crucial to the show that I actually thought that not gay Jared was related to Steven Crowder because that's how tied in. And I always heard it was a family business. But guess what? Not Gay Jared left the show very unceremoniously. Apparently, it was a falling out. We can't get Jared's side because Steven Crowder dragged him down with an NDA. He didn't release him from it. But you can follow him on Twitter. You can check his likes on Twitter. And he's liking the other side of this issue. So obviously, that didn't end well. And Not Gay Jared was a funny guy. He probably could have done well in conservative media, but he's gone. And by the way, this is not the first person in the Crowder tree to just kind of disappear. So this is not a guy with the history of fostering young talent. And I referenced earlier on Lauren Chen's account of her deal with Daily Wire and how they lowballed her and it was kind of disrespectful. So she ended up not working with them. And then she thought that Jeremy Boring didn't like her and all that. But Crowder, up to his credit, and by the way, Lauren misspeaks in the video, but she corrects it in the comments, actually offered Lauren Chen more money. But CRTV, which by the way, Crowder actually ended up working for, offered Lauren Chen more money on top of that and, more crucially, didn't require her to move away from Canada and considering she was seeing the person who would ultimately end up becoming her husband and the father of her kid, this was something that was more valuable than money to her. So she ended up taking the deal with CRTV, who, again, Steven Crowder also ended up working for. On to Steven Crowder. So around the same time, actually, six years ago-ish, uh, I was also offered a job, a position with Crowder at his company. Um, it was around the time when they flew me to Dallas. I was on the Ladder with Crowder show. We did that like Disney princess skit, which was a lot of fun. Um, Crowder offered for me to work with, with them. It basically was him just saying, I like what you're doing. Come do it for me. Uh, it, it was a fair offer. It was generous. Um, but the thing is, at the same time, Blaze gave me a better offer. Or uh, I think at the time... CRTV, yeah, gave me a better offer that was uh, just over double what the Daily Wire had offered. So, you know, I I went with I went with CRTV. It was it was it also allowed me to be remote. Um, 
Crowder would have had me move to Dallas. And, you know, at the time with all these offers, something that I was weighing, and some people will say that I'm crazy for this, but I had been dating Liam, my now husband for like five or six months. And, uh, I knew it was something that would, was going to be serious and long-term. And I didn't want to leave for a job. Uh, that would mean we either have to be long distance so early in the relationship or break up. But apparently they had a falling out over this. Steven Crowder did not like her over this. And Lauren Chen, young talent, especially at the time, this is years ago. I think Lauren said it was like six years ago. Where was the fostering then? Turned down that offer, worked with CRTV, which is also incidentally why Steven Crowder does not like me. Because here's the thing about Steven Crowder um, and like where some of my criticisms of him come in. He is, you know, and this is a good and a bad thing. He is someone who makes business personal. You just got upset because a deal didn't go your way. You felt some type of way about it. And then all of a sudden you disassociated. I didn't even know this. I thought they were still solid friends. But Steven Crowder, the foster of the next generation, all of a sudden gets all upset about the young talent going somewhere else and getting a better offer. Look, I'm not trying to drag Steven Crowder or anything like that. Like I said, I have no loyalty to the Daily Wire. I have nothing against Steven Crowder. I think he's done excellent work in the past. And I'm not even against you guys watching him in the future going forward. But I have to call them as I see them. And I know it's super popular to go after the corporation rather than the talent. But in reality, the talent is acting wildly inappropriately. The idea that you would call up your friend of 10 years, months later, after negotiations are concluded, secretly record him and then mine that recording for a clip that, by the way, doesn't even sound bad when you understand what's being said. Just the word slave is supposed to scare people in his audience and use that to funnel people to your subscription service at their expense is not good. It's not what good people do. It's not a decent thing to do. It's actually a really nasty thing to do. It's a really scummy thing to do. And the idea that I'm supposed to buy into Crowder saying that he didn't care about the money or it's not about him and it's about fostering the young talent and the next generation and principle and all that. It's not supported by the facts. First and foremost, Crowder would have been an idiot to not ask for more money. I'm not surprised that he asked for $30 million, especially if Steven Crowder thinks that he has 350,000 $10 a month subscribers that could show up day one for him, because that means he would generate $42 million in subscription revenue. So he should ask for more than honestly that $30 million a year. It makes all the sense. And he has not denied that he asked for this more money. So the reason I think this is about money is because I fundamentally believe that Steven Crowder has an idea of what he's worth and he doesn't want to get cheated and I don't begrudge him for any of that. But what sets off the alarm bells is when Crowder is being dishonest about what's written in the contract, when he says that he's going to lose a hundred grand if he decides to film a Change My Mind, when obviously anybody negotiating with him to buy a license to distribute his show would want Change My Mind, one of his more popular segments. When he says if he's going to get a sick day, he'll be docked a 100k and this is ownership of you and everything that you do but here's just to drive it home don't sign something that has another one hundred thousand dollar daily penalty if it's not signed off on beforehand you get a sick you get hit by a car you have a sick day you can lose a hundred thousand dollars a day steven said that this is unfair that he that if he had a sick day or got in a car wreck we'd dock him a hundred thousand dollars but uh I think that's just totally inaccurate for two reasons. One, presumably if he was sick this Tuesday, he could just shoot an episode next Friday and you'd be completely even. He's got an awful lot of extra time in the year to shoot these additional, uh, to shoot any episodes to make up. And second of all, it's actually contemplated a little bit later 
what happens if there's a disability? In fact, we'll just skip right to it. It's, it's item E. In the event of temporary disability or serious illness that prevents Crowder from performing, the fee will be reduced on a pro rata basis, not subject to the fee reduction mentioned above. And in the very next paragraph, it says that the penalty does not apply for a sick day. You only lose the prorated rate per that episode. I think that's ridiculous. And I can understand why Steven Crowder would feel insulted by the generic nature of the contract and some of the depersonalized terms. One of the reasons why the penalty is higher for choosing not to do a show, presumably, is because the Daily Wire typically handles production for its talent. So they do everything behind the scenes for you. He lied by omission by not saying how much money so people couldn't calculate, okay, really, how punitive is that $100,000? Not that much when you consider that there's a bunch of costs that go in to producing a show and, and people that they may have paid, editors, in this case, he produces his own show, but you know, editors, writers, no matter what, the Daily Wire has to see that package and do something to it. But Crowder does his own production, so the idea that you would give him the elevated penalty that you would give to like a Ben Shapiro, a Candace Owens, a Matt Walsh, who has everything done in-house, also is a depersonalized option. So there's lots of things that would upset Steven Crowder, but his behavior is wildly out of proportion from what is in the contract. And on top of that, he's not telling the truth. And on top of that, he's secretly recording people that he says are his friends and releasing selective portions of it. And on top of that, he's not telling the truth overall, and he's wrapping it up in all this sanctimony that is not supported by anything that he's done in his life and not supported by any logic or anything like that. The Daily Wire released and read through each and every single word, every single page of the initial offer sheet. Crowder didn't even tell you how much he was offered, which is really key information when he's talking about what he's going to be fined because you don't know what that's up against. So Crowder was dishonest from the jump. He did the Stop Big Con website, registered the domain name a month before this call with Jeremy Boring. So the call was a trap. That's why he was recording it and i just don't see how people can logically end up on steven crowder's side without some kind of personal connection or personal bias and or personal hatred against the daily wire or some or all of the hosts in particular so yeah it is definitely in large part about the money because the offer wasn't that great in terms of money to steven crowder and he should have logically asked for more the Daily Wire says that they would have given him more, they expected to give him more, and it seems like it is a tactic to lowball to the point where you're insulting somebody over at the Daily Wire. And by the way, that's not a great tactic. Part of the reason why you get these negative opinions for your company is when you don't treat people that you're courting like they're actually valuable. So you ended up sending Crowder a lowball offer in terms of finances. We explained why earlier in the video. You ended up saying him generic terms that obviously were generic in that so much of it didn't apply to his specific situation and ran contrary to information you knew about his specific situation. So that obviously upset him. But that does not excuse Crowder misrepresenting this whole situation nor does it excuse him trying to torch the Daily Wire in order to uplift himself. And people say, oh, Crowder's an emotional guy. He takes business really personally. You can't really blame him. Here's the thing. None of those are excuses. Those are just more reasons why Steven Crowder is wrong. If he takes this ultra personally and that causes him to lash out irrationally, guess what? 
It wasn't intended to be personally, but he still intentionally lashed out irrationally. Look, I wish none of this happened because all this is going to do is split people up, divide them. Obviously, this video will generate some amount of views, so yay for me and all that, but it's going to anger a certain portion of the audience. My second wish is that if this were going to happen, it would be closer to even or tilted towards Steven Crowder because it's so much easier to defend an angry person in the talent category rather than the company. But I have to look at this, I have to assess it, even though it's not going to be great for me, because people would way rather side with the talent, the face that they know, than the faceless corporation, as represented by Jeremy Boring of all people, somebody who's not even really an on-air talent. Yeah, I want to be in the camp of Steven Crowder, but I can't be when he's acting this irrationally, when he's doing this many things wrong, when he's misinterpreting an opening offer, and it's just not a good look for Steven Crowder. There's no objective way that I can read the contract, hear Steven Crowder not tell the truth about it multiple different times, see Jeremy Boring go over it line for line, and end up siding with the guy I know is not telling the truth. And by the way, even if I was going to like, oh, let this die down and all that, all that goes out the window when you find out that Crowder concocted this scheme and then called his friend in order to ambush him and is now leaking out select portions of the call in order to make him look bad all while telling you it's definitely not about the money and it's definitely not about him it's about the principle in the country all while linking you to his website which is of course his competing subscription service look i can lay out my argument as logically as possible i can consider both sides and all that but in reality i know for a certain percentage of you it's going to come down to a personality thing if you like crowder or you hate the daily wire or you like the Daily Wire and you hate Crowder, then that's going to determine where you are. And that's really unfortunate because there is an objective right and an objective wrong in this scenario. There's an objective bad faith reader of the contract and bad faith reading of the situation and bad faith actions and people who are just trying to secure some talent and make some money while doing so, which is really not morally good or bad, which is the Daily Wire side. And that's just the way it is. But I will reiterate once again, even though this is my opinion, even though I am right based on what I believe and my analysis of this situation, don't go and attack people because, again, there's friendships, it's messy and all that just because they disagree. Good people that I care about are on what I believe to be the wrong side of this issue, and I don't begrudge them for it, because when you know people and you can trace why they're wrong, you kind of get an understanding for them. I wish them well, I hope eventually that they will be convinced, and I hope that they don't get burned by a guy that is secretly recording people so that he can drop select excerpts when it benefits him financially. Oh, and by the way, to the argument that Texas is a one-party consent state, therefore the recordings are legal, we're not talking about legality. That is true. What Crowder did was legal, but who cares? We're talking about ethics and morals and whether or not that's appropriate behavior and it just isn't now look crowder is going to appear on timcast irl monday this upcoming monday and maybe he'll drop some evidence that totally does a 180 but i sincerely doubt it that's why i'm releasing this video before but i will change my mind if new information is actually worthy of making me change my mind anyway that's all i really have for you guys today thank you so much for watching if you liked the video show by leaving a like subscribe for more content follow me on all my social media support me via the support links this has been me talking about crowder versus daily Wire. Till next time.
When it comes to stubborn belly fat, we're all searching for a miracle pill. Generally, you have to use multiple products that target belly fat differently to manage excess weight around the stomach. Some products may focus on abdominal exercises or dietary changes, while others might focus on boosting metabolism or controlling cravings. But believe it or not, I may have found a solution that removes the need for juggling through multiple weight management products. It's called Belly Trim, and it's more effective at targeting belly fat, enhancing metabolism, and promoting a toned midsection better than most weight management products I've seen typically found on store shelves. Tens of thousands of five-star reviews back up the notion that Belly Trim is not only a breakthrough in a bottle, but that it also removes the need for us to use countless diet pills and fat-burning supplements. But there's more. If you place your order for Belly Trim now, you'll also receive 51% off free VIP live health and fitness coaching for life, two free new e-books titled Top 10 Foods That Burn Belly Fat, and Top 10 Exercises to Reduce Belly Fat, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and last but not least, free shipping. Simply go to www.trimwithus.com. That's www.trimwithus.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's www.trimwithus.com. Order now. Energy bills are rising at a historic rate, and there's no end in sight. Talk to enough people, and you'll soon realize nearly everyone's shocked at their recent electricity bills. Some studies reveal energy costs have skyrocketed by as high as 60% in as little as two years. That's why tens of thousands are installing this magical little device from SavePowerBills.com to help slash their energy bills. This sophisticated gadget stabilizes electrical currents, reduces dirty electricity, and helps protect your appliances and electronics. Simply plug it into your home's wall outlet to help lower energy consumption and ultimately help reduce your power bills every month. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this device is one of the most efficient ways to save money while beating the greedy power companies. But there's more. If you order now, you'll also receive 65% off, fast shipping within the USA, hassle-free returns, and last but not least, a 60-day satisfaction guarantee. Just go to SavePowerBills.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. Once again, that's SavePowerBills.com. Violent crime across the U.S. has skyrocketed. Just recently, a politician was carjacked by three armed attackers outside his home in Washington, D.C. This comes several months after another politician was assaulted in the elevator of her building. Between mass shootings, kidnappings, burglaries, and carjackings, it's never been more vital to learn how to protect yourself. This is why tens of thousands are choosing the Fighter Flare Flashlight. The Fighter Flare Flashlight has awed people with a wonderful design and massive light output. On top of an ultra-bright 800-lumen light, it boasts powerful strobe lighting modes for self-defense, a glass breaking hammer, a built-in power bank, solar-powered recharging, rope cutter, siren, and much more. Countless five-star reviews back up the notion that this flashlight is the latest and greatest in the EDC market. But there's more. If you place your order for the Fighter Flare flashlight now, you'll also receive 66% off, free express shipping, and last but not least, a 100% lifetime guaranteed replacement. Simply go to www.fighterflare.com to take advantage of this limited-time deal before they sell out. www.fighterflare.com. Order now.